Good afternoon, everybody. This is another edition of the Past Ball Show, brought to you by JohnPLA.com, as well as St. Alwish's Church and School in Jackson, New Jersey. Lots of stuff we're going to get into today in the world of baseball, sports, and unified America. And for those of whom listened to my broadcast this past Sunday, obviously it's like night and day. I almost feel like a uh, weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Uh, the fact that it's like... I thought I lost something, and that was my voice, and all of a sudden, I picked it up, and there it was. I ran after it. Here it is. We got it. We're back. Um, obviously, the number, if you're interested, you want to be part of the show. Of course, I'm not 100%. I may cough a little here and there. For that, I apologize in advance, but I'm 732-364-3598. Uh, you could also comment on the Facebook Live or Periscope feed, anything on your mind. In the world of baseball, sports, and unifying America, um, I'm going to come out with a little bit of passion today because I picked three choice topics that have all a little bit of a relationship to things that are going on in the world, or going on in the world of sports. And I have a very poignant opinion about each one. And I think they're all things that I think are exaggerated for certain reasons. But we'll talk about you know what we call ball breaker, what we call it, it is not baseball season. But I'm going to start the show out today by talking about the Super Bowl. But not at a point where we're going to break it down. We're not going to talk about the score. We're not going to talk about anything that happened in the Super Bowl. We're not going to talk about whether you like the Super Bowl or dislike the Super Bowl. None of that matters. Like I said, it's not relevant to this program. And most importantly, it's not time contingent. It's not going to live in a couple weeks. So there's no reason of recapping anything that happened in the Super Bowl. But the team that won, the New England Patriots, have done something that we have very seldomly get a chance to see in the world of sports. And a reaction to it is usually in a negative. It's usually a negative sort of reaction, which is very similar to that of... Fans, people in the media, uh, maybe acquaintances of fans that are just kind of tired of seeing the same things over and over again. And that's one of the common threads that are probably heard about the Super Bowl. Can it be anybody else but the Patriots? You know, we don't want to see them anymore. Well, if you don't want to see them anymore, I'd suggest, like Somebody could say, go write your congressman. I'd say, go write your favorite sports team or your favorite football team and tell them to perform a little better on the football field. Tell the Jets and the Bills and the Dolphins, the teams that have been sticking up, sticking up the AFC East for a period of several years, to get themselves a little bit of a better squad, to maybe do a little more, to make the sport a little more competitive and overtake the New England Patriots, because the New England Patriots going to the Super Bowl consistently and winning the majority of the time, as you've seen them winning now their sixth Super Bowl in their last nine appearances, all dating back to 2000, they're earning it. They're going out there and doing it. They're going out there and taking somebody or something that another team in a sport is not strong enough to be able to do. Another squad in a sport has not put itself together to a position where they can go out there and win consistently. And obviously, what is that going to lead to? That's going to lead to some jealousy. And jealousy exists at all purposes of life. Let's be serious. If you're a happy person, you're going to have not happy people that are going to be jealous of you because you're happy all the time. 
they can't stand it because their lives aren't good. And maybe they'll do everything they can to try to bring you down. But the bottom line is the jealousy exists. You have people that are just nasty people and kind of live in, with that surrounding feeling of misery loves company. And their lives are so bad and they hate themselves and they hate everything that they see in life. And they're going to be jealous of you because you're happy, you're go look lucky, you're not miserable like they are. Well, the same applies to the world of sports. In the NBA, the talk now is, you know, can it be anybody in the finals, in the NBA finals outside of the Golden State Warriors? Will there ever be a team that could go out there and beat them and win the NBA championship for them? We're tired of seeing the Warriors. They have such a superior roster to that of most teams in the NBA. Can we just see somebody else? The same thing existed in the 1990s when it came to the likes of the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan. And as long as Michael Jordan was on the court, that team was winning NBA championship after NBA championship. And you know what? Rather than give them the credit that they deserve or the respect that they deserve, it was a whole bunch of jealousy. Let's see somebody that isn't the Chicago Bulls win themselves an NBA title. And I understand when it comes to the world of sports, what we love to see, what we enjoy the most, is a new fan base or a new organization that is not used to winning a particular title, getting their chance to win. We saw it last year with the Philadelphia Eagles. The city of Philadelphia won a Super Bowl for the first time. That was a special moment. The Houston Astros in Major League Baseball in 2017 went out there and won their first World Series. It was a nice story because it hadn't happened before. The Cleveland Cavaliers, who went years upon years without winning themselves an NBA championship, did it three years ago. The Washington Capitals finally got their Stanley Cup. Those stories are nice. Those are embraced by fans and probably are respected by national fans. Now, team, you know, fans that may not necessarily be fans of these particular teams, even though they'd rather see their own team win, might look back and say, you know what, good for that. They finally won a championship. That fan base has a chance to appreciate what it's like to win the whole thing. But when it's the same team year after year, it does sound like jealousy. And I think when it comes down to it, it's very important to think about the way that you come out when you say something. I'm tired of the Patriots being in the Super Bowl every year. It screams jealousy. Now, obviously, from a fan or a purpose of a perspective of somebody that covers the media, there's no way you can change that. You can't go out on a football field. You have no say in the construction of any other pro football team's roster. So, you, therefore, you're going to have nothing to do with any team in the NFL that ends up becoming the next New England Patriots or beating them in the AFC, or in the Super Bowl. But obviously comes out as being jealous. I think the other side of it should be brought up more. And I think fans, unless you happen to be a fan of a rival, if you're a New York sports fan, obviously you don't like what you've seen out of Boston. The Red Sox winning four World Series championships since 2004. The New England Patriots now winning their sixth Super Bowl since 2000. Sprinkle in a Boston Bruins Stanley Cup. Sprinkle in a Boston Celtics NBA championship. It's great to be a fan of the city of Boston. If you're out in that region, if you're out in New England, you're loving every bit of what it's like to be a sports fan. 
Now, if you're a fan of a rival team, let's say New York, you probably don't want to see Boston do too well. They're a rival. I get it. But at the same time, while the New York Yankees were winning World Series championships from 1936 to 1939, and again every year from 1949 to 1953, people in Boston were probably not too happy about that. When the Yankees were winning World Series championships in 1977, and then taking away an opportunity for the Boston Red Sox to get to the postseason and won a World Series again in 1978, I'm sure a lot of people in Boston weren't happy from that. But when it comes down to it, when there's greatness, and greatness as it exists in a world of sports, needs to be appreciated more. And maybe some more time has to go by after the New England Patriots run is done. Maybe it's finished now. Maybe it finishes in a couple years when Tom Brady walks off into the sunset or Bill Belichick decides to retire after so many years of coaching. They're both getting up there in age. But obviously, the fact that they won themselves another Super Bowl is going to give them the feeling, give them the motivation, the passion that they can go out there and do it again next year. But when their time is over, whatever it is, maybe more sports fans and particularly fans that aren't New England Patriots fans will start to appreciate what this means in the history of sports. And there hasn't been that much greatness in the history of sports. In fact, you could talk about some teams that were pretty good. The San Francisco 49ers of the 1980s, the Dallas Cowboys of the 1990s, the Pittsburgh Steelers of the 1970s. You probably have to go back to the 1960s and Vince Lombardi and Bart Starr to see a team led by a coach and a quarterback that had so much prominence at one time. And honestly, what Bart Starr did as the quarterback there and Vince Lombardi did as the coach there are probably more impressive because they won themselves five championships in six years. They won three NFL championships, ended up not winning one year, and then won the first two Super Bowls, Super Bowls one and two. Now, it's hard to quantify that because the leagues hadn't merged yet and there wasn't such a thing as a Super Bowl. But that was a dynasty. That was a team that was better than anybody else in the sport. The coach is probably better than any coach that's ever lived. And honestly, Bart Starr as a quarterback probably doesn't get anywhere near the respect that he deserves. But that's where Belichick and Brady are right now. And you look at the fact that Lombardi and Starr won themselves every opportunity they had. Yeah, they missed out one year, but they won five out of six years. You can talk about Joe Montana and Bill Walsh, and all due respect to them and those great San Francisco 49er teams. They were great Super Bowl teams. When they were in the Super Bowl, when they got themselves there, they were not beatable. The problem was they didn't get there often enough. And the fact that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have gotten there nine times and are getting penalized for losing three times in a Super Bowl. Well, how about every time the San Francisco 49ers made it to the division round, made it to the NFC Championship game, and lost? That's something that has to be factored in, too. But if I'm ranking the best football teams in the history of the sport, obviously you could go back to the Cleveland Browns with Jim Brown. You could go back to George Hallis and the Chicago Bears. You could go back to some of the best teams that we ever saw in the history of professional football. I'm pointing at two of them. 
the Green Bay Packers with Lombardi and Starr, and this New England Patriots team with Belichick and Brady. When history continues to go by, which it will, and at some point, like I said, this is all going to be over, you're going to look back and appreciate what one team was able to do with one coach and one quarterback that really hasn't been compared with since the likes of Lombardi and Starr. This copyright and broadcast is authorized under internet rights granted by the World Wide Web and is solely for entertainment of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the pictures, descriptions, and accounts of this show without the express written consent of the past Paul Show, JohnPielli.com, and JohnPielli LLC is prohibited. Any commercial or other use of the program, such as by charge and admission for showing, is similarly prohibited. So, you hear this story come out about a particular person who happens to be the father of Los Angeles Lakers young star Lonzo Ball. And I'm not even going to give him credit. I'm not going to mention his name because I think his name is about as worthless as anybody else that has no ties to sports whatsoever. And all this guy has ever done to make a name for himself is he had a son that's in the NBA. His son Lonzo should have more spoken about. The father, who's going to continue to remain nameless, is trying to live his own life precariously through his son. Maybe he bullies his son. Maybe he is so dominant in his personality that he scares his son. And may do may have forced his son to do everything and anything he has to say and feel. This man, once again is not helping himself. He goes out there and he's basically speaking on behalf of his son, which his son at some point could probably go up to a reporter at a microphone and let it be known how it is that he really feels. And will he accept the trade? Well, if he accepts a trade, he'll only go here. He's not going to go here. And I guess he suggests the father that Phoenix would be a good place for his son to play. Now he may feel that way. He may have every right to you know, want his son to play there if he's not going to play in Los Angeles. But he's got about as much say in where his son goes as his son does. And if the Los Angeles Lakers decide down the road to make a trade for Anthony Davis or another complimentary player to LeBron James, Lonzo Ball is probably the most likely on the Los Angeles Lakers to get traded and to get sent to another team. And once again, he's got absolutely no control over it. So the father can bitch and complain all that he wants. It's not going to change the fact that his son is likely to be playing for another organization. An organization that, by the way, is going to be specified by that of the front office of the Los Angeles Lakers. And nothing that his father says can and will do anything about it. So what the son probably has to do at some point is probably stand up to the old man and say, listen, with all due respect, it's probably time for you to stop speaking out for me. And honestly, this could be a good message for anybody out there that has somebody that's a little bit overbearing over them. Maybe a little to the point where they bully you to where you don't feel like you can speak and have an opinion in anything that is pertinent to your life. Are you Lonzo Ball?
And it might not apply to a father. It might apply to an employee or a boss or somebody else that maybe, maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a person that claims that they are your friend, but are really just somebody that bullies you and pushes you around. At some point, you got to stand up to that person. And I don't mean in a physical, confrontational way. I don't mean in a violent way. But sometimes somebody needs to be told to back off. And Lonzo Ball's father needs to be told, not by me, not by the media, not by anybody else out there, but his son, Lonzo. He needs to be told to back off. He needs to be told to stop speaking on behalf of his son and allow his son to dictate what he wants to do with his life and what he wants to say in front of the media and not just have everything piggybacked off of what his father says and does. This is the famous Budweiser beer. We know no brand produced by any other brewer that costs so much to brew and age. Our exclusive Beachwood Aging produces a taste, a smoothness, and drinkability you will find at no beer at any cost. So the one thing you heard pretty much all night when it came to the Super Bowl, and obviously we live in a different day and age with social media and with Twitter. Everybody feels like they can go out there and say what they want to say, have their opinion be, be heard in front of, I don't know, tens of people or hundreds of people or thousands of people, or if you have a little more of a name to yourself, tens and hundreds and millions of people. And one common thread was out there, was made by passionate baseball fans. And if there's anybody in the world that considers themselves a passionate baseball fan, it should be me. I make sure that I go to spring training every year. I go to my favorite team's first game of the season, whether at home or away, every year. I've spent years speaking with and interviewing hundreds and hundreds of current and former players in the sport. I've studied the sports history down to its inception and can talk about anything that has ever been related to the sport as it applies to the game, as it applies to people, as it applies to the country. I'm going to say this. In spite of how much I consider myself a baseball fan, it is not baseball season. The weather in certain areas, perhaps here in New Jersey, is a little more conducive to baseball as opposed to football. We're thinking about Arctic temperatures, glaciers around the side of the field, snow and ice and wind chill factors below zero. I get it. But it's not baseball season. It's February 5th for crying out loud. Pitchers and catchers don't report for another week or two. There's still over 100 free agents that haven't been signed in baseball. So teams, as they're thinking about what they're going to look like in their outlook for the season, we can't even really talk or speak to that because there's so much that still has to be done. Yes, spring training, there will be games by the end of the month. That's still another three weeks away before you can even think about a game being played. It's not baseball season now. Sure, it's probably not football season. Football season just ended with the Super Bowl. It's probably basketball season. It's hockey season. It's college basketball season. Yeah, March Madness coming probably not until, you know, at least March. February is the worst month when it comes to sports. Maybe you could take some solace in a little bit of golf. Maybe NASCAR coming back in a little bit. But it is not. 
I repeat, it is not baseball season. A little recap of the show today, and I do apologize for a little bit of hoarseness in my voice. Uh, we're trying to get through this. We're almost there. Honestly, I feel a lot better. And for those who listened to the show and stomached the sounding of my voice on Sunday morning, I give you guys a ton of credit, and I thank you. Little recap of the show today. Once again, anything that's on your mind in the world of baseball, sports, and unifying America, I'll throw the number out there one more time. 732-364-3598. You could also comment on the Periscope or the Facebook Live feed. And a little bit of a recap of the show today. We started out by talking about the Patriots and not, not about anything that happened in a particular game. Like I said, the score doesn't matter. The only thing that matters and will matter over the course of history is the fact that they won. And if you're not a New England Patriots fan you're probably dealing with a little bit of jealousy over the fact that they've just won their sixth Super Bowl in the last 18 years. Pretty similar to that of fans of people that did not like the New York Yankees from 96 to 2000 when they won four World Series in five years. Fans of even perhaps the Boston Red Sox who have won four World Series since 2004. Fans of the New York Islanders in the early 80s. If you didn't like them, you're probably jealous over the fact that the Islanders were winning year after year. The Chicago Bulls in the 1990s. If you didn't love Michael Jordan, if you were a fan of another team at that time, you were certainly jealous over the fact that Michael Jordan led that team to six NBA championships in six consecutive years that he played. If you're a fan of anybody else that wasn't the Boston Celtics. In the 50s and the 1960s, you had to be jealous as hell over what Bill Russell and that team did. Winning, what, 11 NBA championships in 12 years or 13 years? Around that same time, John Wooden and the UCLA Bruins were winning championship after championship after championship. And if you are a college basketball fan and rooted for anybody else outside of John Wooden and UCLA, odds are you are going to be a little bit a little bit jealous. Now, that jealousy will probably go away over time. You talk about the Yankee teams of the late 30s or the 1950s when they were winning the World Series every single year. And once again, if you were not a fan of the Yankees at that time, you were probably pretty jealous. But each sport has a way of enshrining the best when it comes to the teams and the performances. And the cream rises to the top when a team is able to win and then win again and then win a third time and a fourth time, which the Golden State Warriors are looking to win their fourth NBA championship in five years. When you get to the number four and up, and you talk about the likes of five and six, and then you get to the the Celtics of eleven. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm surprised to actually make it through all this time without coughing once. But you know, when it gets to double digits in the amount of championships that you won in a certain time frame, the jealousy should go away. And it should be replaced with respect. Respect goes to Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, whether you like the New England Patriots or not, whether you were rooting for the Rams just because it was against the Patriots, 
whether you root for any team that the Patriots play because you're tired of seeing the Patriots. But this whole thought of, oh, I'm so sick and tired of the Patriots, well, apparently the teams that play them in their own division, in their own conference, aren't so sick of them. Because none of those squads have gotten themselves to a point where they could beat the Patriots. And they haven't proven it year after year. The last three years, the Patriots have come out of the AFC in spite of the likes of some talented teams in that conference. And while they had some moments, you can talk about the Kansas City Chiefs of this year, you can talk about the Los Angeles Chargers of this year, you can talk about some of the other great stories in the AFC, including the emergence of the Cleveland Browns. But none of those teams got themselves past the New England Patriots. And if I'm going to blame anybody, it's not going to be the New England Patriots. It's going to be those other teams that never stepped their games up enough to beat them. And once again, it's probably going to take until this run is over. Whenever this run ends, will probably be a good time to look back and appreciate a little bit more what Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have done. They have been the best quarterback coach duo since the likes of Vince Lombardi and Bart Starr. We also talked about ball breaker, Lonzo Ball, probably having to have a stern talk with his father at some point. The, the man that is obviously living his life vociferously through his child. He probably needs to tell him to shut his mouth. Probably needs to tell him to stop speaking up for me and telling the media where I'll play and where I won't play. And I spoke about this last year how in his rookie season, Alonzo Ball really had to deal with some bullying, not just from his father, but from some of his opposition and his opponents. Some of his opponents were coming after him because they don't like his father. You shouldn't be at a point where the, you know, the outspokenness of your dad makes it tough for you as a child. And any dads that are out there that do that, you know what? At some point, you got to let go. You got to allow your children to become their own people. And it's a shame what Lonzo Ball has had to go through. And I don't see it getting any better until his dad shuts his damn mouth. It is not, I repeat, it is not baseball season. It's the most boring month of the year. It's February. There is no more football, but it's not baseball season yet. Enjoy your basketball, enjoy your hockey, enjoy a little bit of golf, enjoy your college basketball. Maybe look back, sit, watch your uh, you know Steve Sable videos of the NFL if you're an NFL fan. Maybe follow you know MLB Network and some of the classic games through baseball. Maybe it's the time to go back and relish in what has happened. Maybe go back and whatever your favorite sport is, just do some more research on it. It's not baseball season. We'll be back with you later on in the week. This is the Past Ball Show brought to you by JohnPLA.com as well as St. Aloysius Church and School excuse me, in Jackson, New Jersey. God bless you. And as always, I'll see you on the other side.